Hey, this is the Dithering Preview, the real Dithering podcast. You can sign up for it at dithering.fm. Is a three times a week podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 15 minutes per episode, not a minute less, not a minute more with me, John Gruber, and Ben Thompson, who's right here. I'm here. I'm here. But this is a preview that is free for anybody to listen to. You have somehow found it because you're hearing it. But if you want to get the real deal, go to dithering.fm. It's five bucks a month. But this preview will give you a great, 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 very honest taste of what it's like to listen to real episodes. This preview is clips from June. You can also get these clips at our, at our Twitter account, at DitheringFM. But honestly, you, I think we'll think you want to download the real thing after you listen. June 1st, phone camera power. There is a sort of joke. A joke is maybe not the right way to put it, but it has been around for a long time in tech. I think it was around TechCrunch, particularly back in the day, or maybe it was The Verge. I don't remember. But this idea that whenever there was a national story, they would try to figure out, is there some aspect of this story that is vaguely tech-related? And then mm. it would, and they would write an article about it. They would say, tech angle. Uh, and it was just kind of like funny because like they felt like they wanted to write about this thing, but they were a tech publication. So they had to figure out like what's the angle sort of in. Needless to say, that is a point that I think probably feels resonant to you and I right now and thinking about everything that's going on. But what's fascinating is I actually think there is a massive tech angle here. And that tech angle is the fact of cameras everywhere, right? This idea of people having their phones with cameras attached to them. And by the way, it's a camera that uploads instantly. You can even be broadcasting live. So it's not like the police could see you filming and come take your camera away before you could get the, the film off of it or whatever it might be back in the day. And it's fascinating in all this context. You linked to this, uh, I thought it was a really great article from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and he's writing about racism and talk about racism for a very long time in a way that is particularly pertinent to me and my background because he came to Milwaukee yeah. and he was, you know, playing for the Bucks. June 3rd, Facebook's moving goalposts. One of the, you know, a young engineer who quit, you know, and he worked on the team that was identifying like misinformation and stuff like that. But, you know, what he said was that he, uh, paraphrasing it, but that where he can't do it anymore is that the moving of the goalposts. And that's what I, I quoted Zuckerberg the other day when he testified before Congress in October and said, well, if anybody, including a politician, said something that was an incitement to violence or promoted violence or something, that, you know, that we would take down. And it's hard not to see it as moving goalposts, that as every line they draw in the, the sand, Trump moves past it, and they just draw another line in the sand further down. And that's where I think Zuckerberg has gotten himself in trouble, is I feel like maybe in, even in October, I don't think he lied per se, but I think he was thought he was drawing a generous enough line that even right. Trump wouldn't cross. And you know what? He did. And now Zuckerberg doesn't know what to do. You just captured like the moment, right? He thought he drew a generous enough line that not even Trump would cross. And within a few months, he crossed it, right? I think that that there's there's something very profound about that observation. June 5th, I think you and Zuck are wrong. All right, this is going to be the hardest episode of Dithering we've, we've recorded to date. Oh. Zero chance that it'll fit in 15 minutes. And... Uh, we're going to argue. <laughs> Bring it on. Your daily update, I guess. Is it fair to say in support of Zuckerberg's decision at Facebook not to touch Trump's uh, when the looting starts, when the shooting starts tweet? That is fair to say. All right. I think you're wrong.
Okay, tell me why. Uh, amidst the chaos of news going on around the world this week, I at least detect a certain thread uniting several things. So we've got Facebook and Facebook and Twitter. Twitter put the labels on Trump. Trump's put a label on Trump's tweet. Hit it. Facebook didn't touch it. Facebook faced a significant internal revolt over it, including uh, apparently a very testy internal meeting where somebody at Facebook asked Mark Zuckerberg, if we are the smartest people in the world, why are we devoting our intellect to contorting our rules to support Donald Trump? Which is a pretty good way to put it, other than the assumption that Facebook has the smartest people in the world. But (laughs) framing it that way does at least make me know that it was an actual Facebook employee who asked the question. June 8th, all the news that's fit to print. And this idea of there being a systematic view and understanding of how motivations change and incentives change and outcomes change is one that is is applicable broadly. I think that's a reason why I wanted to write about that point last week is because that's you know that's kind of like what I do in just tech I want to think about the systemic aspects of technology companies, for example, or or cell phones or whatever it might be. But that sort of approach in thinking is exactly the sort of thing that is necessary to appreciate the reality of, of that, that, that there's nothing new happening. What's being, what's being revealed is what's been happening for a very, very long time. Yes, that's exactly it. And I think it, it undergirds, you know, and just to single out the times, they're the ones who, who for a century or more have had the slogan, all the news that's fit to print. And, and the implication there isn't that they print every last iota of news, but that if you read the times, you know the big stories. And here's a mammoth story that people of color have been telling us for decades that it's been happening. And we collectively and the news media uh, to single somebody out has not been covering what has been clearly going on. And it's citizen journalism from the ground up that has opened our collective eyes to, yes, you were right. And it was it was a, a dereliction of journalistic duty to to let this story not be told. June tenth, arm on Mac. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> Anyhow. we have a change of face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like it's where do you go? Right? There's yeah. no there's no smooth segue. There's just all we have is abruptness. <laughs> oh, we one of us would be the podcaster of the year if we could come up with a smooth segue for moving from the president as named a. a protester and a 75 year old protester in Buffalo is part of a terrorist Antifa movement to Apple is moving to Macintosh to its own arm based CPU. Well, how about, how about this? Let's see if Apple can manage the transition to arm better than we manage the transition of this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right. I'll give you a points for that. It built on the, uh, the awkwardness. So it's more of a recovery. You, you can't, can't get full credit. It's like getting a spare in bowling as opposed to getting the original strike. June 12th podcast apps in China. This just further conflates the, wait, are you a Chinese company or not? Or, you know, and, and at the very least, they don't seem to have a coherent internal sense of separating the parts that are beholden to Chinese law and which parts aren't. That's exactly it. That, that was what, that was the segue or the sort of comparison point I was trying to draw. Right. Maybe they're like a malicious state actor. I doubt that's the case, but that doesn't mean the story's any better if you are not 
dealing with this real potential risk factor with the sort of care and internal controls to make sure there's a very queer division. And there obviously isn't, right? It's not like Apple accidentally pulled the podcast apps from the US app store, right? <laughs> like they, 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 you have to. <laughs> Right, to comply with local law, where the local law is only in Beijing. June 15th, PS5 and Mac ARM dev kits. I saw, it's certainly not an original observation, but I saw a ton of people who, when Microsoft unveiled the next Xbox, what's it called? What's the new Xbox called? I think it's Xbox X or something like that. Let's just get this out of the way. Let's give credit to Sony. Let's give a lot of credit to Sony for a naming naming scheme. P PlayStation, PS2, PS3, PS4, PS5. Yes. Hats off to you, Sony. I really appreciate it. <laughs> June 17th. Hey, Apple, cut it out. I think it's worse than that. I, I agree with the moral outrage that you're expressing. I think it's equally wrong. But I, I, I what I find even more worrisome, and perhaps because I'm, I'm more selfish than you are, is that I think it is... Down this path leads to a corrosion of what makes Apple Apple. And it selfishly, I want Apple to remain focused on simply making great products, hardware and software. And because they're so great, they sell themselves and then they can use that money to keep making more great. You know, that that's the, the virtuous circle. They make great stuff, sell it use the money that they sold it for to keep making you know there's a Walt Disney quote that we don't we don't make movies to make money we make money so we can make more movies you know that and it makes a difference it's not just circular logic it's not vacuous it's which one motivates the other really affects it this mindset it, it really is making the movies to make money not making the money to make the movie June 19th mob style tactics well, what Apple's benefited first and foremost from is that your phone is the most important device that you own. It, it, it permeates all parts of your life. I know we already talked about this last week in the trying to draw this distinction between consumer and business apps, right. but uh, it, it's a point that can't be made enough that the reason why Apple is the most valuable company in the world, the reason why Apple has made is worth $1.5 trillion is because the phone is pervasive and by definition, if the phone is pervasive, it is pervasive because it does way more things and way more functionality than Apple by itself could ever hope to build on its own, right? It is the developers collectively that make the phone pervasive and powerful and thus worth a thousand dollars, often that people pay every single year. And that has made Apple so valuable. And this, and this idea that they are solely responsible and deserve, you know, for, all of the economic activity on the app store, there's a bridge was not crossed in like their heads, right? The, the, the reason there's so much economic activity is because the phone is so valuable and the phone is so valuable because there's all these applications you can do with it. And all those applications exist. Yes, because you made the phone, but you can't peel it apart. It's, it's a virtuous cycle. It's not a virtuous one way road. June 22nd, TikTok teens v Trump. There is one other angle about this, by the way, which is, to the extent that this became very popular and viral on TikTok, 
we have no idea how or why that happened, right? TikTok's yeah. <laughs> virality and right. control of their algorithm is way more of a black box than anyone else, right? You kind right. of get a general idea. You don't know the specifics of how Facebook works. You have a general idea of how things get popular and why they're popular. And you can see the share numbers going up and whatever. BuzzFeed built a big part of their business on understanding how things go viral better than other folks. Right. TikTok is a total black box. The way that it works is unknown, but the yeah. implication is is that TikTok could be driving stuff to the top and no one would ever have any clue that they were doing that or not, which is, again, you could say, well, Facebook, we don't know if they're driving to the top or not. Sure. But at the end of the day, at least we're dealing with an American company. In this case, we're dealing with a real reality to the extent that TikTok was effective in crafting this response. It was a company that is controlled and stationed in China had a political impact. On the U.S. presidential race. That's a little ben, concerning. Ben, I was under the impression that they're a Cayman Islands corporation. <laughs> I, hey, well, do we have interference is foreign interference, wherever it comes yeah. from. June 24th, an Apple production. This presentation, though, wasn't really that much about developers, despite the developer conference. It was a lot about Apple. It was a lot about Apple's capabilities as far as chips go. It was about the features of the operating systems. And yes, that's always kind of the case at WDC. But then the developer state of the union was Honestly, a lot about Apple too, right? Like developers are a character in a play that is increasingly written by, produced by, starring Apple. And that's kind of understandable given where the company is and the products that drives its business. But I thought the, the, the transitioning of the operating system captured that sense that this is a different company than it used to be and for better or worse. June 26th, processing the talk show. I honestly think the fact that they're going to produce this whole family of chips, like you only do this if you think you can explode and grow this market. Yeah. This is a big investment. And also the other thing to keep in mind is they're going to be able to lower prices because these are going to be cheaper processors. So they might actually make a genuine real push for PC market share. And I think that's underappreciated about this. I do too. I, I really do. And I don't know what they're going to do. And they, they're holding those cards very close to their vest. But I think there is a real chance that what we've seen in iPad pricing, where they, yes, they do sell iPad Pros, which are $1,000-ish and up systems, depending if you get with the hardware keyboard and which size and whatever. But they sell really compelling iPads down yeah, to for 300 like bucks. 300 bucks. Now, are they going to sell a three hundred dollar MacBook? Probably not. Honestly, John, they they see like people don't unappreciate what what a price difference we're talking about here, right? Right. Like your typical MacBook Air low end Intel chip is one hundred twenty hundred fifty dollars. Yep. That's going to cost forty fifty dollars. And Apple has shown they're not going to take all that margin. Yep. They will maintain their margins. They're not going to cut their margins, but they will lower yep. prices as long as they get that margin. And that means we're talking about at least a fifty. $100 price cut just to, you know, sort of off the top. And the more they do with this, maybe they don't need to buy. There's more and more components they might not need to buy elsewhere. I, I do think that there's this is being underappreciated. June 29th. It's so much worse than I thought it would be. Well, it's not just that, but I think the fact that they do get unfair bad press, or we, you know, probably less so now, but back in the day, they, they certainly did. You know, the iPhone's doomed, Apple's doomed, et cetera, et cetera, makes them particularly blind to legitimate like bad press like yes. by legitimate bad, bad press i mean it's bad for apple but yeah. they dismiss it because they think oh they're just being you know whiny babies well you saw this with with the e with the when the european commission out there investing in apple about the app store apple's response was 
It's disappointing the European Commission is advancing baseless complaints from a handful of companies who simply want a free ride and don't want to play by the same rules as anyone else. It's like, it's incredible. It's one of the most tone-deaf responses I've ever seen, in part because it just doesn't play well politically. But two, say what you want about Spotify. The fact matter is Spotify is competing against Apple Music with a 30% disadvantage, right? It's definitely not an even playing field, and it's hilarious to suggest that it isn't. If I worked there, I would not have worded it that way. That's just so <laughs> That was a good month. What I liked about this month is I think we had probably more disagreements this month than any other one. I actually thought some of our stuff around Facebook uh, was was really good. And I felt like we this is when a lot of people really sort of got excited about the podcast. Because they're like, oh, it's interesting. They talk about stuff we're interested about, but it's not always on the same page. And I think that's a good thing. I even disagree with one of the titles. The title for June 22nd was TikTok Teens v. Trump. And my personal <laughs> style is such that I never use V as an abbreviation for verses unless it's a legal case where it's appropriate, but otherwise it's always VS, period. And I think I got hung out to Twitter for, for that one, too. <laughs> and yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at DitheringFM, but even better, go to Dithering.fm where you can subscribe, get Dithering three times a week, 15 minutes per episode, not a minute less, not a minute more.